This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you as always by the wonderful patrons at patreon.com slash realdavejackson. Some personal heroes of ours like Chris Nelson, Zulgeek, Chris Copleen, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Nick Ficori, Jill, Kieran, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S., Matt aka Stormageddon, JD, Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, Rob Shack, Brian Skersha, Randall, Jake Martin, Jenny E., and many more have chosen to support a top three podcast and the Greater Tube Podcast Network by throwing a few bucks a month our way, and that helps to support the show. It helps to buy Bloodbath new guitars, and it <laughs> helps to uh, put sautéed mushrooms in Aaron's stomach. If you would like to show support in that way, it would be much appreciated. Not expected, of course, but we do appreciate it. Once again, that's patreon.com slash realdavejackson. You'll be able to vote in polls for what topics we do on the show, and you'll also get the bonus banter before and after every episode. With all that being said, let's get on to the 2023 wrap-up top three. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, what's up everybody welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it my name is dave jackson i'm your host joined today by the regular top three crew starting with aaron angle the alan nichols hey everybody and bloodbath mcgrath End of the year edition. Uh, yes. End of the millennium. <laughs> the the what? The millennium. Oh, the the millennium. Okay. Yes. I miss millennium, guys. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it was great. Now all we have is Toyota. Millennium. Millennium <laughs> is here forever in our hearts. In our That's hearts. what Will said. Yeah. yeah. You just have to live millennium every day. That's what you have to do. That's true. He he said, and I quote the words of the prophet, it's here and I like it. Mm-hmm. Hallowed be thy name. God bless. Today we are doing our annual top three stuff from 2023 episode. That is our favorite movies, albums, TV shows, video games, uh, scones that Alan ate, uh, and other miscellaneous entertainment from 2023. Our lists are going to be mixed media as we all have different uh, tastes and stuff that we like to do in our free time. Uh, me and Aaron like to play video games. Bloodbath does God knows what. And uh, Alan is just checking Instagram for scone updates. So we are going to talk about the stuff that we enjoyed the most as far as media and entertainment goes in 2023. If this is your first time listening to the show, we've all written our top threes down. We're going to take turns going around, say our number threes, then our number twos, then number ones, honorable mention, lightning round, and then we do have our community submissions like always. So before we get into the list, uh, just a quick question. Are we? Are you guys sticking with stuff that just released in 2023? Are you throwing on stuff that like you just experienced for the first time this year? Mine is all things that happened this year. I understand why you would do it the other way. I don't think it's 
really the point of why we do this, but I'm not going to argue any of it. But everything that I'm going to talk about tonight happened this year. And, and I like that we do it that way. So I'm, I'm not pulling stuff like I didn't, you know, watch Back to the Future 2 for the first time and put it on my list or <laughs> anything like that. So, but yeah, if, if, if all of my list are things that came out this year. Yeah, that's how I did it too. I definitely like, I saw enough stuff. I played a bunch of video games, but I saw enough movies and TV to like make a proper top three and not have to dip into like, oh, I watched Blade for the first time in 2023. Like, we we can just talk about the stuff that released this year. Did you watch Blade for the first time in 2023, Dave? <laughs> I sure did, Alan. That's Hell excellent. yeah, dude. I'm so glad you watched it. Yeah, you should good. watch Blade and Trinity. It's even better. <laughs> not a bad. Where I know you're left. Not a bad movie for real. No, 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 no. Blade it's movies super... are a bad movie. <laughs> um. So I did. Um. My top three. I have two that happened in 2023. I have one that I guess happened a couple years ago. I learned about it. Um. From an Instagram reel this year, though. So. All right. I'll count it. I don't feel like arguing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I cannot wait to hear what it is. Alan and your Instagram reels. Fascinating. Um, I didn't... (laughs) uh, I kind of don't feel like I watched anything new this year. Um, Movies or TV. And I don't really play video games. So my list is probably going to be full of a lot of things that I just enjoyed this year that have come out in the past. Uh, That's kind of been like an ongoing trend the last couple of years for me, like my new media consumption, like every year seems to be dwindling. And for whatever reason this year with the combination of like just life and everything going on, I, I really didn't seek out anything new. So, uh, yeah, my list is going to be pretty, uh, pretty nostalgic. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you, dude. I, I I could do all video games if I wanted to, but if like I literally have four. I have my one, two, three, my honorable mention, and two of those are video games. I don't think aside from the TV show that's on my list, I watched a new TV show this year. You know, like I I, I don't think I I'm, I'm with you. I don't really consume new media that isn't video game related. I'm I'm I I, I don't know. Like I'm just I'm not very into searching out new music or movies or television. They happen to fall into my lap, like cool. But I'm I'm kind of like you, dude. I feel like every year I'm I, I'm not as much into you know finding and consuming new media as I used to be. So this was kind of hard last year. This year it's like, all right, can I come up with something that's not all video games? I was able to, but it <laughs> wasn't easy. You know, it's not even like it's it's not even so much like I just don't like consuming anything like new it's more just like i'll it's more like just a backlog uh no pun intended um of stuff that like i just meant to check out for like the last whatever so many years i haven't so i'm like well i'll go ahead and give this a shot before i start venturing into like brand new stuff so fair enough yeah i i also could easily have just done this about uh, video games like if i did the top three things i liked the most from 2023 it would just be all video games because i like video games more than anything else uh, but i did make an effort to mix it up partly because uh anyone who doesn't love video games would just be bored listening to my list but also i have an entire podcast where i did i just did my top 10 video games episode uh, so if people want to hear 
all video game talk from me, they can go listen to Tales from the Backlog. Uh, but for this, I tried to mix it up. So we got stuff to talk about. And I, I watched like, I think I watched four new movies this year. Went to the movie theater four times. And I, uh, let's see, I watched one season of new TV. So I, I, I was out there every now and then, once every oh, two damn. months. Damn, Dave, <laughs> you're doing it big, big. Yeah, same yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into our lists and I'll get us started with my number three, uh, which, you know, quality wise, my number three is not the third best thing that I consumed this year that I enjoyed this year, but I fucking loved cocaine beer and I want to tell people to watch it. That movie was very funny. <laughs> you did love cocaine beer this year. Yeah, it was early it came out years ago. Yeah, no, it was, it was early this year. And uh, so it, it reminded me of those campy, shitty sci-fi movie, original uh, movies that I like, like those made for TV movies it reminded me of those. But um, I think, and I am not going to look this up. I think it was directed by Elizabeth Banks. And it was. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. You. And it had uh, probably for that reason, it had extreme wet, hot American summer energy to it. And I love wet, hot American summer. So that was a big surprise. I didn't know cocaine bear was going to be a comedy, but it is. And it's got a bunch of actors that are just like, you know, not the type of roles that they normally do. And they're very funny in them. Uh, so yeah. And like gratuitous blood and, and gore special effects. I mean, it's a, it's a bear on cocaine. You're going to have a little blood. So easily like my number three, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's very funny. And just like thinking back on it, I was uh, happy to have seen it. So cocaine bears number three. You've always been into the, the weird sci-fi channel movies forever and oh, ever. Yeah. As long as, as long oh, as yeah. I've known you, not really my thing. I remember the day you went and saw that you, you texted the group chat. Hey, I'm seeing cocaine bear today. We were all just like, okay. And then like, you probably texted us in the middle of the movie because you're the guy that texts at movie theaters. Like, Hey dude, cocaine bears a really good movie. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> then afterwards you were like, dude, I loved cocaine bear. Yeah, it was there great. Was, there's a small part of me. That's like, this is Dave. Like I agree with Dave on almost everything. It's why we've been friends for, you know, almost two decades. I never saw it, have no interest in seeing it, but you know, if it comes along, the opportunity pre presents itself. I'll watch it, but only cause I like Dave. I, I'm just saying like, I know you, we have been quoting wet hot American summer with rat boy and, and Craig and others for literally close to 20 years now. If you like wet hot American summer and you think it's funny, you will think cocaine bears funny cause it's the exact same kind of humor. I've never heard it compared to Wet Hot American Summer. That is one of my favorite all-time comedies. I love Cocaine Bear. I watched it once. Uh, very good <laughs> for a one watch. Uh, once is enough, for sure. <laughs> um, but I was also a fan of uh, sci-fi horror movies. I don't understand how anyone couldn't be a fan of sci-fi horror movies. Yeah, man. Those made-for-TV movies? You got, like... William Shatner fighting giant ants. Like, what else do you want? We all have 80 minutes to kill. All right. Yeah. You've, you've got the time. Just watch it. It's like when snakes on a plane came out and everybody was like, dude, snakes on a plane. They're snakes, but they're on a plane. And I was like, fine, <laughs> fuck, I'll watch it. And I watched it. I was like, that movie sucked. They're like, but Keenan Thompson was in it, bro. I'm just like, yeah, he, he landed sucked. the plane, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so like, I don't, I don't know. I was, I'm just not really into campy, cheesy shit like that. I do like Elizabeth Banks. I do trust Dave. So if the opportunity presents itself, I totally will. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that was my number three. Aaron, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is going to be the final season of Barry. Barry season four on HBO. Uh, Barry is one of my. Eh, yeah, I, I'm not going to be hyperbolic here. It's a wonderful fucking TV show. I love it. I love Bill Hader. I've been hooked on it since it started. Took a little break because of COVID. So like the last two seasons came in all a little bit later than they probably should have. Um, but it's it, it's a great show. Me and Ratboy talk about it all the time. Uh, you know, simple plot synopsis. This guy who used to be in the military, he's now a hired contract killer, uh, goes to LA to kill this guy and decides he wants to become an actor. And for the first couple of seasons, it's it's pretty much that. It's Bill Hader trying to be an actor and suppress like his mental rage uh left over from the war he was in he still kills people and all that but slowly turns from like this dark humory kind of light show and the kind of light show and then the last two seasons it turns into a straight up drama like it's still pretty funny but it turns into like like i said like like this hardcore drama and i know a lot of people really had problems with you know how the tone changed throughout the show i loved it bill hater wrote a lot of it, directed a lot of it, starred in it. Usually I hate people like that. I'm like, all right, bro, like calm down. Other people need jobs. But Bill Hader <laughs> is fucking fantastic. I love him so much. This show is, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be like one of those things with like a Jordan Peele where like you see this guy and he's known for one thing, being a comedian. But then when you actually give him a chance to do something like non-comedic and you see how talented he actually is, I'm telling you, Bill Hader is going to start making either like movies or TV shows that are like really weird or kind of fall in the same line of like the tone that Barry was. So I, I love the show. Bill Hader. Excellent. Steven Root. Excellent. Henry Winkler. Fucking excellent. Henry Winkler. What a fucking uh, an Emmy for this show for best supporting actor. I love it. Final season was this year. I wish there was more. I'll stop right there. But uh, final season of Barry. Barry season four best tv show i watched this year so i'm gonna give it my number three spot hell yeah i watched like i think we've when we talked about barry before it was probably last year or something like that um i i watched like half of season one and i thought it was really good but i don't really watch shit so i stopped watching it uh but i can easily see why it turned into a really good show and bill Hader's great for sure like no no surprise that he's you know, good in that kind of role. And then because it's Bill Hader, it's still kind of funny sometimes because like, if you look at the cast, uh, it's a bunch of people that are funny. Like they, they have that in them. And I just think like Bill Hader is just one of those guys that's inherently funny, no matter what he does, even if he's a hitman or something like that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really cool. You'll see like dramatic actors who, when they like make that change to, trying to be funny it it doesn't really it, it doesn't hit the same way it's like they're unable to do those sorts of things i've always said that like if you're able to act funny you can act in any way if you're good enough to me it, you know i look at like adam sandler or jim carrey bill hader like i'm not surprised when i see comedic actors go out and do something like 
like really serious and it actually comes off really well. I, I, I think it's easier to transition from that to a dramatic actor as opposed to like being a dramatic actor. Like, could you imagine Daniel Day-Lewis making a slapstick buddy comedy with Kevin Hart? Like, no, it would never, ever work out in a million <laughs> years. But you see examples all the time of comedic actors who venture out and do like serious roles and it works out really well. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I will say if anybody is, hasn't watched it, one, it's fantastic. And two, it's not much of a time sink. Four seasons, 30 minute episodes. If it sounds interesting to you, you you should check it out. It's very, very good. Hell yeah. Yeah, awesome. I, uh, I never got into Barry. And I'll push back a little bit, Aaron, that I don't disagree. But I also sometimes think that that's kind of the um, that's sort of the, like gimmick or the hype with some of those shows. Sometimes it's like, oh, watch this comedic actor like do something serious and while i agree with what you're saying i still i sometimes think that's like kind of like that's like that's the whole gimmick to the show sometimes not necessarily barry i'm just saying like i feel like there's a lot of examples especially the last couple of years where it's like a traditionally comedic actor doing something uh dramatic in tone and everyone's like shitting their pants that they could do it and i'm kind of like you i'm like it's actually not really that unbelievable they can do it and i kind of think like it's like because simply because it exists, like they're giving it way more credit than it deserves. Uh, not necessarily saying that about Barry, but um, I don't know. That's all I got to say about it. I I watched the first season. It was okay. I just, it didn't really, I didn't follow it. I might go back yeah, and watch you, it. And you're totally right about what you're saying too. I mean, there are tons of examples. Like I'll just look at the movie. I believe it's funny people that, uh, Judd Apatow movie with Seth Rogen, Adam Sandler, Bo Burnham's in it. They they did it's it's a serious ish movie, and it it didn't stick. You know, Adam Sandler did Punch Drunk Love and Spanglish. The, those two movies at one point when I thought I was cool, I really enjoyed. But like in retrospect, I'm like, no, those really weren't good movies. And Adam Sandler wasn't good like that. But you see something like what's what's that? Uh, Uncut Gems or something like that with Adam. So you yeah. see him like perform. You see him perform like that, and you're like, shit. There it is. This is Bill Hader's version of that. This is him showing like I can do this and I can do it well. So I'm excited to see what he does in the future. I'm done talking about it. But Barry season four was fantastic. I loved it. All right, so that's Aaron's number three, Barry season four. Alan, what's your number three? Alan uh, fell my asleep. number my number four is this porno that I saw, and this guy had a giant dick and I couldn't stop staring at it. <laughs> He's right, it is. It was the guy with the giant dick. I couldn't stop staring at it. <laughs> um that was a good one. Uh, I am here. <laughs> and my number three is that one time that uh, Miles Garrett picked up the helmet rolling on the field at the Pittsburgh game. And old boy on the Pittsburgh Steelers freaked out and grabbed it back <laughs> from him. And then the ensuing social media reaction to it. Uh, that I thought was the whole very situation funny. beginning to end was very, very funny. Oh, dude, um, that is if you got mad about that, you don't have a sense of humor and you should stop watching football. That's so, just a, well, so and most people didn't really get mad. Right. Most people just thought it was hilarious. Um, you know, and I feel like they thought it was funny on the field, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was uh, it was a cool time. I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about it, but uh, for context, uh, a couple years ago. During a skirmish on the field, we'll say, 
uh, Miles Garrett, who plays for the Browns, pulled the Steelers quarterback's helmet off and then hit him in the head with the helmet. Uh, and then he got suspended and it was a whole big thing. And there were people on Twitter like saying he should go to jail and shit like fuck out of here with that. But then this year, someone lost their helmet and Miles Garrett picked it up against the Steelers and everyone on the Steelers was like, hey, 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 <laughs> We hey. don't let you with those. Yeah. <laughs> and he did, he did like this, this hands up, like, whoa, what, me? Hey, helmet? hey, hey, I, was, hey, I wasn't going to do anything. Come on. I wasn't going to do anything. On, I don't, I, I'm not that kind of person. So <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I agree. Anyone who, anyone who got, anyone who got mad about either one of those things is a cop and should shut the fuck up. That's what I think. Yeah, even as a Steelers fan, I was like, well, there's one guy you could hit in the face helmet that's not going to piss me off. It's the guy, <laughs> guy that's lost his three straight games. You know what I mean? It's the guy that's about to get manned by the Browns on a fucking night game. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I it's... When they do a highlight of 2023. If he, if Miles Garrett actually, like, hurt him with the helmet, then, like, we'd be like, <laughs> okay, that's pretty fucked up. But he, like, hit him in the shoulder. Like, everyone was fine. Like, it's fine. They're, they're football. They're, I they think are, Mason Rudolph is traumatized, though. Yeah, he hasn't played since then, has he? Bro, no, he yeah, no, week. but it, it, it was he did. He played like uh, yesterday. Uh, but did he the, really? Uh, oh, yeah. A stat line two for three, for three yards, one 11 yard sack. Yeah, yeah glad we threw it. Well but, but Mason Rudolph, let's be fair. What really fucked him up was that one time he got knocked out on the field by that guy on the Ravens. That ruined him forever. To be clear, I don't like the Miles Garrett swinging a hel- helmet at him thing. I mean, I don't hate it, but, uh, you know, you shouldn't swing helmets at people as a general rule. If you're going to, yeah. though, Mason Rudolph is one of the guys to do it. Yeah, right? there we go. Yeah, okay. All right, now, now we're all on the same page. Uh, Aaron, you are cutting out kind of hard. So cutting in and out. Okay. I'll fix it. He's stepping in and out of his shed. (laughs) (laughs) So that was Alan's number three, that time that miles Garrett picked up a helmet and everyone pretended to freak out. Uh, good moment for sure. And uh, a good start to Alan's, let's say non-traditional entertainment list so bloodbath what's your number three uh my number three uh again because i didn't really consume much of anything new this year uh i did a good rewatch of it's always sunny in philadelphia uh, like the whole thing yeah Uh, i might have started season two like halfway through season two and just went forward. Um, so I guess within that, then I, I have consumed the latest season of it's always sunny, which came out this year. Yeah. Oh shit. How was it? Uh, good. I think people, Hmm. It was good. I, so here's the problem. There's so many seasons in the last couple of years that like, I'm trying to remember what episodes are in what season. But I feel like this latest season was this latest season was good. It was funny. I think it had it had I only had like six episodes this year or eight. So it was like that was kind of weird. Um, but it was good. I think it's 
I think it's like the last like 10 years of It's Always Sunny has kind of been full of like, you'll get two great episodes, two mediocre episodes, one that kind of sucks. Um, and I'm okay with that ratio because I think the good ones are like always top tier and they're always like best of material. Like I think every year those two episodes that they make that are like extra are just like absolutely on fire. Um, and other than that, man, like the rest of the show, like it's good. It's it it's crazy to think of how long the show's been on. I know there's not like an ungodly amount of episodes, but like just to watch it, the progression, like it's really interesting. It's like that in South Park. I think when you go back and watch them, you forget how many different kind of like phases or eras were in the show. And then when you kind of like go back through and watch them change and evolve, it's it's really interesting. I'm with you. I watched a uh, a couple. I I don't really sit and watch like full seasons of It's Always Sunny anymore for the most part. I, I, I don't like it, but I do agree with you. Like every couple episodes, they'll have one. And I'm like, this is what they used to do every single episode. So while I didn't think, I think I watched like three or four episodes from the most recent season that came out. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I don't know if the, if the shtick holds up anymore or if I, I'm just like, you know, looking for something new. I do think individually they are all really funny people, but I think it's like the same thing with like, the Simpsons is eventually you just you, you get tired of the same character doing the same kinds of jokes like they they don't all they're not always going to hit like that. So I, I, I like this answer because it's not like the episodes they're putting out were like fucking like trash or anything like that. I just, I just think the show's different. I, I just don't like it the same way that I used to. I just don't find it as funny. And uh, they're doing like what South Park does. They're, they're not going to put out, you know. 12 to 20 episodes anymore they're going to do their contractual minimum put that out and then go off a rich people again you know so <laughs> i i i just, I, yeah. I, I, I just don't think the 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 work has the heart in it that it used to and also they're like older the jokes are funnier when they're like younger and like they're like early 30s late 20s kind of stuff but now that all of them are like 55 and danny devito's like <laughs> like 72 or some shit like I, the jokes just don't hit me the same way but I, I i do like this answer it's not like it was like this season was horrific or anything all right here here is what i will say i think the one point i'll make is and i guess a uh, sidebar may i'll say like i also kind of started listening to their podcast and i think that's funny because i think their insight on the episode it, it is, is really good it's a good podcast so there was an episode did Okay, so there was an episode this season um, where they go and they visit Charlie's sisters. I forgot that Charlie had sisters, and, like, they've been on the show before. It was, like, referenced in, like, the first season. Like, he has two sisters, uh, and they go visit him. That was, that episode was funny. And then, but I think to what Aaron's saying, I think, like, a good episode kind of makes his argument and also kind of, like, pushes back a little bit. Like, the last episode of the season where Dennis... Um, like it's just a Dennis episode. Like no one else is in it, and it's just him getting frustrated at like apps and cars and like technology. And like, so what I think is funny about that, like when Aaron says like it was funnier when they were in their twenties and thirties, like it kind of is. However, like I think that was something that I I feel the 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 comedy and the jokes they're reminding in that episode like was more relevant to someone who's like getting older. So like you know, Glenn Howerton's like in his mid forties. Like, I think it makes sense from that perspective. And I think it's a really true and honest, like 
way to go about it. But then at the same time, like Aaron's saying, it's like, but every joke in there, it's like, you've heard this joke from them before. It's actually kind of not that inspired. It's, it's like, it feels like an episode they've done three times over. Like, you know, when the episode in like season six, when they're, they buy a boat and he's like, well, you know, it's like the implication, you know, the implication. It was kind of like the whole episode was just sort of that. And I'm like, all right, but like, we know Glenn, we know, we know uh, Dennis is a serial killer. Like we've, we've done that joke. Yeah. The other thing is that like that shit started when we were like 19 years old. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the type of humor and the type of characters and all of that, like that hits a little bit different. And I say this as someone who has not watched it's always sunny in 10 years. So I, I feel pretty good. My, uh, my position to make grand statements about the, the quality of the show at this point in time. Uh, well, you again, like the show, man, you got yeah, me in the show. You I, are more than, you know, yeah, in your element. I, mean, I, I did, I did it. like it, but I mean, like I said, like I, I feel pretty confident making claims about how the show is now as someone who has not watched since 2013. So, um, yeah. All right. Good answer, B-Man. Let's move into number twos and uh, my number two. Now, uh, I will say I saw this movie yesterday. Yesterday. So recency bias be damned. I think this movie is pretty damn good. Uh, It is... Arguably a better movie than Cocaine Bear for a lot of reasons, and it's a movie. I want to uh, try to not go too heavy on video games here. So my number two is Godzilla minus one, which I saw yesterday, and is awesome. Have any of you guys seen it? No, no. Did it come out yesterday? <laughs> no, it came out like two weeks ago. Oh, okay, fair I want it. Absolutely. Ryan and I I wanted to. uh, We were going to go see it the other week. We still might see it before it's out of theaters. I like to see it in the theater. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Like the theater is great for any kind of spectacle in uh, in movies, I think. And any, I guess, like the theater is also great for helping me pay attention. But um, yeah, Godzilla minus one is great because it has Godzilla doing Godzilla things and all the Godzilla things that it it that is going on in the movie are really, really entertaining. Like all the times when he uses his fucking like mouth laser, whatever the fuck they call it. Those are those are awesome. And you want to see Godzilla like smashing <laughs> buildings and Atomic stepping on people. Breath, Dave, they call God. it they call it the heat ray in the movie Ooh, in this movie. Yeah, the heat. Atomic frack. Come on. Yeah. So anyway, all that stuff is cool. That's any Godzilla movie is going to have that. But the reason that Godzilla minus one leapfrogged over Cocaine Bear, which is no small task, uh, is because the human side, like the story about the people in Godzilla minus one is really, really fucking good. And I cried at the ending. And I did not go into a Godzilla movie thinking I was going to cry at any point. The story about the people is really great. And I think it's it's good to the point where you could have just replaced Godzilla with some other existential threat and it would have been just as good. But then you also have Godzilla in there doing Godzilla things. And so it, it's, I mean, it's a Godzilla movie because he's there, but it's awesome. That's what sells tickets, man. 
you know, that's why they made the monster Godzilla. I bet originally it was like some weird robot from another solar system. And they were like, well, we're just going to couple this with the Godzilla idea. <laughs> Boom. We got a great movie. I, I'm sure because there's like there's like fucking 40 Godzilla movies at this point. I'm sure at least one of them started out not being a Godzilla movie. And they were like, uh, you know, like this movie you have about like the the satellite laser. Let's just replace that with Godzilla. And then we we got ourselves a movie. <laughs> What's even funnier is thinking about movies that they took Godzilla out of. You know, oh, yeah. what's that movie with uh with with Heath, with Heath Ledger? They're the two gay cat broke back down. It's like the uh, original script called for a Godzilla ending. And they're like, yeah, okay, we take the I, Godzilla ending out of broke back. When you said Heath Ledger, I was like, oh, did you know that A Knight's Tale was actually originally a Godzilla movie? It's yeah, pretty weird, ten, pretty fucked up. And things I hate about you, originally a Godzilla movie. Uh, One of the things was that she was Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, that, that was thing That's number true. four. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Starting middle of the list. It's real it's like uh, in the middle the, of the list. Yeah, the guy in charge of the rewrites. Like, what? What am I gonna do? What am I? I have a one week deadline to take Godzilla out of this thing. Yeah, All right, no, teen, fuck teen it, we're rom com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Godzilla minus one was awesome. Um, again, for the spectacle of Godzilla wrecking shit, but also like a very, very personal and good story about people too uh so it hit both of those things and uh yeah it's my number two hey yo i have a feeling that bloodbath is the biggest godzilla fan series fan of the three of you am i right there yeah i yes, always saw godzilla yes, that's correct yeah, I know. Aaron, Aaron learned <laughs> who Godzilla, Godzilla was with, with, with Matthew Broderick. That's the one I saw. <laughs> I've seen the old Godzilla movies. I saw. Um, I liked the Godzilla cartoon when I was younger. Did you guys watch the Godzilla cartoon? It was on uh, on Fox. Uh, what was? No, it was on uh, Cartoon Network when they played like the old cartoons. Oh, you liked like the old Godzilla cartoon with Godzuki. Yeah, Godzilla and Godzuki and like Johnny Quest and all those all those fucking things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Enough. I liked Godzilla. Um I watched the one new movie where Godzilla fights King Kong, but then mm -hmm. he's friends with King Kong. So Yeah. You know, yeah, and this in, in this air, new movie, Godzilla is not friends with anybody, and it's it's fucking cool. So where well, I was going with that is that bloodbath i have heard from a bunch of you know film critics and stuff because after i watched the movie i went and like found you know people's uh analyses of it uh and people have been comparing it to like the old old like original japanese version of godzilla like the ones not like the americanized version the ones that are like no this is a movie this is critiquing the japanese government and shit like that so I think if you're a fan of like the old Godzilla movies, like this one might speak to you a little bit more than like some of the other American ones that are basically just spectacle movies. Yeah. Toho is one of the companies that owns the right to Godzilla. Um, like throughout the, like the his like throughout the years, like different studios got the rights to Godzilla. So like there's different Godzilla timelines and, and incarnations and the American movies don't have anything to do with these movies. And the movie that Godzilla minus one is a direct remake of the very first Godzilla from the fifties, Gojira. Uh, 
So that's why it's like still set. Cause I think I haven't seen it, but it's like set in like world war two or just after world war two. So it's like a period yeah. piece, but right after yeah, world no. war two, it, it's in Japanese, like, you know, movie with subtitles, which is great. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah, no, dude, I, I'm super sick to see it. It looks good. All right. So that was my number two Godzilla minus one. Aaron, what's your number two? I think I'm going to do what I did last year and take Dave's number one with my what I would consider the best video game that was made this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Baldur's Gate 3. I, I love this game and I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on it because I'm, I am going to do Tales from the Backlog with Dave with a couple other people uh, really getting in depth on this game. But it's it, it's brilliant as somebody who has always wanted to have like a Dungeons and Dragons like style experience uh, without having to do the, the 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 dice rolling and the math and and all the annoying intricacies that Dungeons and Dragons has that really turns me off about it. This game is exactly that. So if that gives you any idea of the kind of game it is, you're uh, it's it's this top down RPG. Uh, very, it's made by Larian Studios who made Divinity 1 and 2, which are also very, very good video games of like this same genre. Uh, I, I was just, I, I was enthralled with it the entire time from the character creation screen through the credits. I mean, I, I'll tell you this, dude, I, I have probably been playing that game for about four or five months now. And I, I don't really play video games throughout the week unless there's something like Rocket League or Fortnite, something I can play for like, you know, 30 minutes or something. And then, OK, I'm done playing video games tonight. I get two days off a week. They are consecutive. And for four or five months, I would wake up in the morning. I would make a pot of coffee. I would smoke a large amount of marijuana and I would play this game from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. Every day or every weekend, every day I had off for a, a good part of this year. I put a lot of time into this game. I think I got close to like 200 hours or something like that, like total into it. Uh, I, I'm not going to go into it, what it is and all of these things. I just I, I, I think it's maybe one of the best video games I've ever played. And everybody knows I can be extremely hyperbolic on this show. Like I say, everything is the best of everything. But this is legitimately maybe one of the greatest video games ever made. It is a perfect 10 out of 10 to me. I, I guess maybe not a 10 out of 10. Some of the controls are kind of annoying to me, but... 9.9 out of out of 10. I just I love this video game. I put more time into the only thing I put more time into this year was my job than Baldur's Gate. That that was the only thing. So uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna chill on it. I'll talk way more about it on Dave's podcast. Listen to the episode in five months when it releases. But like <laughs> this is a wonderful video game. And if you're on the fence about should I, should I not, as somebody who's really not into games like this, yeah, I mean I'm in RPGs, but RPGs like this. I, I couldn't put it down. I was mad when I had to go to bed, but you know, got to wake up and unload the liquor truck, you know, but if I didn't have to, I would have played it until 4am every day. So I'm going to be done right there. I think it's the best video game uh, that came out this year. I think it's probably one of the top five video games that's came out since the turn of the decade. So a uh, lot of good things there. If you're even, you know, moderately interested, this game is fantastic. I'm going to stop there. Baldur's Gate three, uh, number two. Yeah, that's my number one. Uh, you were correct. And yeah. I think last year, I think Elden Ring was my number one like thing. It was also mm -hmm. my favorite game that I played last year. Baldur's Gate 3 is better than Elden Ring. 
Uh, it's so crazy to say it out loud, right? To say that yeah. out loud, like this game yeah, is clearly better than Elden Ring. It's, it's better. It's better than that. It's better than it's like true. Tears of the Kingdom came out this year. It's better than I Tears know. of the Kingdom. It's it's, it's way just, better. I th- I don't think you're being hyperbolic by saying it's one of the best video games ever made, and the fact that it's this good and. What's crazy is that, like you said, like you don't play a whole lot of games like this. I know that's kind of a lie because you played like Divinity Original Sin and shit, but like this isn't your normal genre where you're playing like everything that comes out in or something like that. Baldur's Gate 3 is super complicated. It's it has a big learning curve to it. Like there's it's D and D's and D and D's complicated. Like if you don't either take the time or have a really good teacher, D&D can be hard to get into because there's so much shit you have to learn. And a video game is usually not a very good teacher because they they have to pre-plan your questions, basically, to teach you. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 did a really great job of letting people get into it. And that's a reason why, like, when it came out, it was one of the top video games uh, on Steam, like concurrent players. Like there were hundreds of thousands of people playing it at the same time up in the top categories were only like the real sicko video games like fucking Dota 2 and Counter-Strike and shit. (laughs) Like those games, it was up there with those games. And it's kind of crazy to me because the type of game that it is, is a super niche genre. Like those games don't sell well. Uh, Before Baldur's Gate, the company that made it, Larian, had to do Kickstarters to even make the games that they wanted to do. So it's uh, it's incredible. Like you said, like we're gonna probably do like a multi multi hour podcast about it, um, which people can probably hear in between three to seven months from now. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's ridiculously good. That when I think about it critically. There isn't really anything that I can say, no, this part of the game is bad. And that's crazy for a game as big and as complicated as Baldur's Gate 3 is. So I will also put it to rest there. People who've listened to Top 3, and especially the patrons who can listen to the before and after show banter, have heard me and Aaron going back and forth about Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan asking Aaron to talk about his build and shit like that. Um, so like we've talked about it, people have heard us talk about it. There's so much to discuss because it's so fucking entertaining. So easily my number one, also Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. And before we move on, if, if you are a, uh, if you become a patron of the podcast, you can hear me multiple times talking about the sex scenes explicitly. And they're all great. If you like fucking in video games, Baldur's Gate is for you. I did one yesterday where my character almost got fucked to death and I had to, I had to pass a lucky dice roll to not get fucked to death. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Like I did the thing where I watched that. It's very (laughs) funny. Like they get on top of you and they're like grinding into you and then just the game over screen. (laughs) It's so funny, but yeah. yeah, yeah. If you guys like shit like that, you'll love this game. Yeah. I mean that. To be fair, it's a very small portion of the overall game experience. Uh, I've played this game for 95 hours. I'm almost done. I'm not done yet. Um, But if you want it to be that kind of game, there is a whole lot of fucking to be had. Go America. 
That's right. Go Broncos. All right. So that was Aaron's number two. And then also my number one, Baldur's Gate three. Uh, Alan, what's your number two? My number two doesn't have any fucking. Um, and that is, uh, so I guess it really didn't happen this year. But I guess it really didn't happen this year. I guess it happened during 2020. But I saw on Instagram this reel this year <laughs> for it has an IMDb page, so it definitely qualifies entertainment. Um, home movie colon the Princess Bride. It's where a bunch of celebrities, while they were stuck at home, I guess, during lockdown, remade the Princess Bride, uh, serial style, scene by scene, at their homes, uh, and then compiled it into. Uh, a movie, the entire movie, and uh, it has just uh, some incredible folks in it. I'm not going to read through them all because, you know, there are a lot of them, but you should check it out. It's on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. Um, give it a go. Princess Bride remake. Made I, I did. And, uh, sorry, I did watch it. it. It's No, it's awesome. No, you're totally right. Keep going, please. No, 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 no. I, I really don't have that much to say about it. <laughs> I'll tell you it's, a, it's an inst- it's a, a YouTube video. Watch it. It's funny. If you like the Princess Bride, if you don't, you probably won't like it that much, though. Also, if I may add on, if you don't like the Princess Bride, you can get out. You can get out. <laughs> Good book, too. Just FYI, oh, if you yeah. haven't read the book, oh, it's yeah. a great book, too. Like how Aaron just said, a good book, too. No, uh, it's a a wonderful book. I read books. I read. Yeah, uh, no, dude, that's a really good one. Um, So what always gets me on that one is. At the end. Rob Reiner. Does the line has the kid like can come back tomorrow and read the book again. And then his dad, Carl Reiner you know, gives that line like as you wish, which is a bummer because like literally the day after they recorded that he died. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh shit. Yeah. So I don't know. Something about like when you watch it, like when you know that, that one really gets me. Uh and, but yeah, no, I've seen that. That was cool. Yeah, they did it. Yeah, it was during that years old. Yeah, exactly. It's still pretty good. And this is this is how this is how top three started too, dude. You know what I'm saying? It was a bunch of people in their fucking house and they didn't know what to do so they just recorded themselves and it's it's not like four people doing this it's like 50 fucking people there are a ton of people going back and forth like doing the different lines through movie i think like a lot of people who were on the office were in it and if i'm not mistaken some of the people from parks and rec were in it too it's not just like you know, the same amount of actors to fill the roles are doing it. They're jumping back and forth between a bunch of different people doing different parts of this movie. I had almost completely forgotten about this, Alan. That was really cool. That was one of the really cool things to come out of COVID, like media wise. I, I like this answer. Who did the, uh, the lines for Fezzik? No, I mean, probably like five different people. I haven't watched it since COVID, but yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure a couple. Shaq did Fezzik, um, the uh, old boy that played Marshall in How I Met Your Mother, he did Fezzik. I'm Jason Seagal. Yeah, yeah, he did Fezzik. Uh, it was funny. Oh, that guy. Okay. Not Steven Seagal. 
No, which would no, that would be the How I Met Your Mother guy. They're related. They're cousins. Don't look it up. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Alan's number two, the Princess Bride uh, Zoom Call Lockdown remake, if I understand that right. Uh, Bloodbath, what's your number two? Um, my number two is that on my birthday this year, I got to go see a uh, special screening in Columbus of uh, Old Boy for a 20th anniversary. Um, yeah, I love Old Boy. It's good. It's the original. It's not the fucking 2013 remake with uh, Josh Brolin. It's like the original Korean version. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just as like horrible and disturbing and brutal as I remember. Uh, I got my girlfriend to go see it with me. She took me. That was my. That was part of my birthday gift. Um, she got the tickets for us, uh, and it was she had never seen it, didn't know anything about it at all. And was just, um, kind of taken aback, obviously watching the movie. Um, but it was really good. I, I had only ever seen it on, uh, like DVD or it might've been on Netflix for a minute back in the day. Um, but yeah, like watching the whole thing straight through, was just a super experience. It was really good. It was so much better than I remember. Um, it's hard to find. I can't, streaming anymore you can't get it on amazon or anything so it had been a minute since i saw it and uh it was really good dude yeah that movie's awesome will make you want to uh eat dumplings after you're done yeah that movie is crazy i forgot how crazy and insane it is like sometimes if if there's a movie you really like and it's really like intense you kind of like I remembered the first like 30 minutes of that movie. And I remember the last 30 minutes of that movie and I forgot everything in the middle. And I remember like sitting there the summer watching it. I was like, Oh shit. I remember how like insane the middle of this movie, like insane and like oddly artistic, the middle of this movie becomes for like a kind of grotesque, gory, like revenge, like movie also too. like there. It's a little bit of a, of a Kung Fu movie in the middle. Like, I don't know, dude. It's really good. Everyone should watch Old Boy. Like it's just a good fucking movie. Yeah, watch the watch the original Korean one, and I, I think that more people should be open. And I, I might be straw manning a little bit here, but I think more people should be open to watching uh, foreign movies with the native dialogue and just read subtitles. Like you can do it. I read subtitles for shit that I watch in English now. It's just. Uh, it's not that hard, so you can do it. Yeah, we we always have subtitles on in our house um, for like regular shit on Netflix and everything. Yeah, me too. For whatever reason, I think it's in the living room or Netflix account. For whatever reason, the subtitles are Spanish, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just unnecessarily like reading Spanish, but that's all right. I, I just can't. I just can't do subtitles. I will if I'm watching like a foreign film. I'm, I agree with you, Dave. Like I want to hear the actors that acted in the movie, but subtitles in general, I'm just like, no, I'll just turn this up to 86. You know, oh, <laughs> just sound mixing like, is so like bad though. Hard... You're gonna ruin your hearing when like gunshots start or something like that. Bro, I, I had tubes in my ears when I was nine. I can't hear shit already. <laughs> That's uh, fair. <laughs> but but like people are always like, oh, you just don't want the subtitles because you don't like reading. I'm like, no, because when I go to read, I miss stuff that's on the screen, and 
I, you know, movies are made to be seen, you know, so I'd, I'd, I'd rather miss, you know, little bits of dialogue than I would little bits of, you know, what somebody meticulously put onto the camera. That, that's my only issue. I just don't really fuck with subtitles. Yeah, I'm not a fan. That's fair. Yeah. I want to read what's on the mug in the background. I get you. Yeah. yeah right. I want to see if there's a carrot in every scene, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So bloodbaths number like two is uh, the rescreening of old boy. And my number one again was Baldur's Gate three and I'm not replacing it. So we're going to move on to Aaron. What's your number one? My number one is your, and this is by far, by far the best thing about this year is your 2023 Baltimore Orioles as, <laughs> as, as I, I cannot describe to you the amount, you know what? I lied. You know, I probably watched more baseball this year than I've watched since I was 10 years old. I like, like the, this year's Baltimore Orioles were really, really good. They won a hundred games for the first time in my life. Uh, AL Rookie of the Year, two uh, all MLB players, <clears throat> Manager of the Year. Uh, didn't do really well in the playoffs, but I'm an Orioles fan. I, I knew that was going to happen. But this season renewed my love of baseball. Like, it really did. I have been with Dave where I've been talking shit about baseball for 15 years. Like, so like saying like, no, I actively hate it, but it's this weird love I have for that stupid little orange bird that keeps me paying attention somewhat. I would say, so what there's 162 games of baseball. I no joke, probably watched like 90 games this year, straight up, probably watched like 90 games of baseball. Uh, you know, I benefit of, you know, me getting off work right as the games are starting for the most part. But I, I, I was, it, it, you know, baseball was my first love. The first thing I ever wanted to be when I was a little kid, professional baseball player. The first thing I remember, like the first hobby I ever had, the first thing I ever fell in love with, like, you know, the first thing I ever had a real passion for was baseball. And the Orioles over time grinded me down like I couldn't even because like there is nothing worse than watching baseball end of statement except for <laughs> watching a really bad baseball team and for a majority of my life the Orioles were not not just bad but straight up unwatchable like so like right okay so the Steelers are awful and they play very boring, but I'll still watch football because it's football. The Pelicans, most of the time they're bad, but I like basketball. I'll still watch basketball. I wouldn't even watch the Orioles. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I'm like, I don't want to see them lose 13 to three. Like, I don't want to waste four hours of my night watching this game. Uh, but I think, you know, coupled with some of the new rule changes, <clears throat> bigger bases, a, a, a pitch clock, like, I think those things were really good for baseball. And I think those probably had something to do with it. But this Orioles team was this, the second best Orioles team that I can ever remember. I think in 2014, they got to the pennant and then got like fucking swept by the Royals or some dumb shit like that. That was a great year. But like, you're starting to for the Orioles this year. Anyways, you are seeing the years of turmoil that they've gone through the last half decade, like starting to pay off incrementally. So, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. They just, I, I loved watching baseball this year. It's something I haven't, I've done maybe three times my entire life, like paid this much attention to that team. And I, you know, I'm usually salty. I'm one of those guys that's like, well, if you can't win a fucking championship, you're nothing. You're, you're, if you're not the winner, you're the loser. But I was so proud of this team this year, and I enjoyed watching them so much, and they made baseball fun for me again. So 
Uh, stopping right there. Uh, this summer, Baltimore Orioles renewed my love of baseball. Got to be my number one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but last year wasn't your number one, the Pelicans. <laughs> and then everything fell to shit like two weeks after that episode. Zion got hurt, <laughs> the BI got hurt, and then it got bad. This the, the season's over. I watched the whole thing this year, ended on a great note. But yeah, last year was the Pelicans. Too. Like, I love sports. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to sure. I, I love fucking sports. No, and there's, this, there's, uh, yeah. there, there's nothing quite like a magical sports season, especially when that team has not been good, like historically or in recent history, like this year's, uh, this year's Browns team is like defying the odds week by week, winning games with fucking Joe Flacco off the couch. And that's <laughs> been, it's been very, uh, like not necessarily fun to watch because like they there's the, the games are very frustrating. But uh, when you take a step back and look at like what they're accomplishing, that's great. It's better when you have a good baseball or basketball team because they're doing that multiple times a week. Like you get to watch like five baseball games a week if you want. And if and your team is winning three out of five of them, four yeah, out of exactly. five of them. Like if your team is going to win a hundred games, like that's fucking great. The Orioles were a fun team this year. Like I talk a lot of shit. But uh, you you know how it goes. Um, yeah, they were a fun team. team. You you gotta love a young fun team, especially one that's like you know they always project they'll be like, well, the young guys they'll they'll be okay this year, and then like two years from now is really when you know the the window is open, as they say. Uh, but you gotta love when like the young guys just like band together and uh, like have a great season, especially when they're not really supposed to. You know, not mm -hmm. yet. Yeah, nobody picked the Orioles to win the division. I, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays started off 13 and 0 or whatever the fuck. And everybody was like, this is Tampa Bay's division 100% no matter what. And slowly throughout the year, the Orioles are chipping at it. It's like you said, these young guys coming out here, you know, Adley Rutschman, Kyle Bradish, uh, Gunnar Henderson, like guys who, you know, everybody said the Orioles windows in a few years. The window is now. Like after the season, that's the window you have until these guys leave the team. And what, what not only, you know, as much fun as I had this year watching the Orioles, I know, hey, for the next four or five years, they're, they're going to be a good watch. And I'm very excited to uh, have baseball in my life that way again, because it's, it's been too long since I've cared. And also Are, the Indian or sorry, the Guardians sucked this year. Yeah, that was pretty great to watch, too. I'd like to rescind Baldur's Gate 3 as my number one. And uh Alan likes to play it cool, but uh, I, I know, I know, I know. He uh, didn't no, enjoy right. So, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. The Guardians didn't have a great year this year, and that's fine. And it was Terry Francona's last year, and that's fine. He deserves happy retirement. He does. I'm even glad that the Orioles won games this year because I agree, <laughs> Aaron. Baseball was my first love as a sport, and in those years where where the the guardians previously the indians um would just come out of nowhere and just beat the fuck out of the yankees um like in the playoffs uh, i don't ever the regular that season happening. i don't think that ever happened oh my god it was just it was so <laughs> satisfying no so i get it i i hope that their window is just opening because they were a lot of fun to watch this year. 
Yeah, and I, I'm just talking shit. I like the Guardians. I like what they do. I like how they run that team. I'm, I, I, I root for the Guardians before I root for any fucking Yankees team. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, Thank you, sir. They stink. Sign. They stink. All right, so Aaron's number one was your 2023 Baltimore Orioles. So Alan, what's your number one? Um, my number one piece of media that I consumed this year was that time that Akil Badu got hit in the nuts when he was trying to steal second on the Guardians <laughs> and he called out and it was just beautiful. And so he he's on the Tigers. He was trying to steal second. Um, and on the throwdown, uh, the ball just clocked him right in the dong. Um, and it popped up right into the second baseman's glove or right into the shortstop's glove. Uh, and he tagged him, tagged him out, clean uh, out. Did he tag him on the nuts too? <laughs> oh, please go. Or the no, face. No. Like right, like <laughs> upper groin area, I think is where the the glove swept. But uh, he really, uh, it really made a solid connection, injury style. So I didn't look up what happened to the, to the man. I hope he's okay. Uh, I'm sure he's fine. That it really, it really made my day. And plus, he's on the Tigers, right? Yeah, uh, dude. I Eat remember the when. The uh, the guy, I think he was on the Astros, got tagged out by Brandon Phillips, uh, and his like his face went like full on into Brandon Phillips's butt crack at uh, second base. So it sounds like we're building a top three like people getting thrown out at second base trying to steal because those are both hilarious. <laughs> it's like they like they're like the butt fumble in the NFL. Like anytime yeah. a small guy runs into a pair of well worked out butt cheek, I'm in. Oh yeah, nose like even with the the tight oh, baseball yeah. pants, nose went mm-hmm. in between the cheeks. He De- had that part in the in the definitely butt. got a whiff for sure. <laughs> Def got a whiff. That's that's very funny. I I think like baseball has like this weirdness to it where like there's so many games that weird shit just happens i feel like weird shit happens more often in baseball where like once a week something happens where you're just like how would that how does that ever happen like what are the odds that that would happen and so like someone sliding into second base the throw from the catcher coming in hitting them in the nuts popping up directly into the glove and then they get tagged out like what are the odds that that would happen but shit like that happens in baseball all the time. That's why it's magic. It's like live music. Yeah. Yeah. And if you watch a lot of baseball, it's like you'll watch four normal games in a row. So you become complacent with how baseball is. And then something like that happens and it makes it 10 times cooler. You're like, <laughs> fuck, right. Dude, baseball's so funny. Yeah. You should. Uh, I, I love John Boyce on Twitter. I think he does the secret base YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken. I love that channel. Um, his Twitter account is just full of people oh. submitting like weird shit that's happening around baseball. So it's like one place to follow like three times a week. You'll just be like, I, that has probably never happened in the 100 plus year history of this sport happened tonight. And it's all weird. It's great. Go Orioles. Go Broncos. Brown. So 
that was Allen's number one, someone getting hit in the nuts by a baseball. And that is a, it's been a very Allen list. I love it. Uh, Bloodbath, what's your number one? All right. So my number one piece of media I consumed was actually something that came out here. It is the new album by the Screaming Females called Desire Pathway. Now, is this a super great album by the band? No, not necessarily. But what's awesome about it is it is their last album because they just announced last week that they are uh, retiring from being a band. They're not touring anymore. They're not making any more music. They are done. They are 17 years in and they've quits, which is a real bummer, but it was cool to get one last uh, decent album from the band uh, when they did it. So um, I know it's not a group that a lot of people follow. It was, there was someone, they were a group, they were a smaller band that I really liked. Um, they uh, toured a lot. They always came around, they would play bars and stuff like that. So I mean, like they were a small band and uh, I got autographs from everybody the last time they were in town, uh, 2019. So pretty cool. Um, just neat, but that is one of the few things this year that came out in 2023 that I consume. So number one. Nice. I am going to resist the urge to make a screaming females. Uh, that's what my house sounds like joke. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that so is their last album. And it was good. Yeah, unintentional last album, which I think bands are like, all right, this is it. We're done. Like, this is our last album. Like, how they get mm-hmm. out, like, they put the album out, and then, like, they, like, had all these tours and stuff lined up, and they just decided to call it quits, so. What kind it of was, band is it? Like, like, what, like, what kind of music do they play? Oh, like, punk rock. Punk rock, um, they're a three-piece guitar, bass, drums, uh, female singer. She plays guitar. She's. Uh, uh, it was funny, too. It came out, like, right, like, Rolling Stone put an article out last month, like, yeah, in November, and they ranked her in the top, I think they ranked her 99th out of the 100 greatest guitar players. Like, she's, she's amazing. Nice. Um, and it's cool, too, because, like I said, you could go, like, you go see them, like, so you just stand right there in front of her, watch her like just like play absolutely amazing. They're like they're a complete like DIY band. Like they, it's just the three of them. Like they book all their shows. They they own their own record label. They make all the artwork and like do it. Like it, it's just a very low level band. And been that way for a while. So nice, hell yeah. yeah, and a very a very bloodbath pick for number one. Super bloodbath. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that was Bloodbath's number one, the uh, new album and final album from the Screaming Females. And let's get into our lightning round honorable mentions for this topic. Uh, My two honorable mentions, they're both video games. Uh, First one is the remake of Resident Evil 4. The original game fucks, the remake fucks. They're both great. Uh, I enjoyed the remake quite a bit. And the other one is Coffee Golf which all of us have been playing and sharing. Uh, coffee golf is, well, it's just the best. <laughs> wow, coffee golf, you're just, you're just great. <laughs> uh, Aaron, how about you? 
So going to agree with you on, my, well, I have two video games myself. One is Coffee Golf. One didn't make my game of the year list for your uh, podcast or whatever, but I've been playing it obsessively the last couple of weeks. Dave the Diver. Uh, I just recently came into a Steam Deck, so I have a huge you know, amount of indie games I can get into. It's the first game I bought. Scuba Dive for Fish. You turn the, then you run a sushi bar at night. Sounds dumb, but it's fuck. I'm obsessed with it. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Coffee Golf. I, I actually do love that game. I'm not great. I'm not very good at it or anything. I think aside, I think I'm like I'm not as good as Alan, Dave, or Craig, but I'm definitely better than Rat Boy and Bloodbath. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll middle <laughs> on that one and just be happy with it. But Dave the Diver, you know, it, all you video game people listening, I love it. It that those will be my two honorable mentions. It, it's very funny how. Um... Coffee golf is like, okay, so like you tried to be good at Wordle, but like you're not that smart, huh? How about you just play this daily golf <laughs> thing? That's basically what coffee golf bitch. is. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't walking uh, 19 holes. Play this game. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alan, honorable mentions. Um, I also like coffee golf. It didn't make my list. I was going to offer it as a Michael Bumpus, but lots of fun. Um, Damn, could have been. I found Instagram channel page. I don't know what it's called. There's a a lady that makes she crochets hats for her pit bulls on Instagram, and then makes videos <laughs> feeding them things. Uh, so she'll make Sounds them great. a hat. Yeah, she'll make them a hat that's like an egg, and then she'll feed them eggs, or make them a hat that's a blueberry and feed them blueberries. It's delightful. It's called Ivy and Soki. You guys should look it up. Um, I also liked another one. I didn't know how to describe it. So I just have the link so I can read it out and y'all can go to it yourself on oh your God. internet browser Oh God! or, or I can send it up. to Dave and, and he can send it to you. Um, All right. So, so you look down in the show notes for a link to, uh, to this, it is www. Pornhub.com. <laughs> Lemonparty.com. You'll love it. Um, that's all I got. Wait, what's what's the what's the link? Uh it's www.instagram.com backslash real oh, backslash Christ. <laughs> P-R-O-Z. No, I'm sorry. Scratch that. C-R-0. Z J D K A J H B backslash question mark I G S H I D equals M C R T O D B I N W F I Z A equals sign equals sign. No, fuck you, Bloodbath, and fuck you, Dave. Alan did the fucking research. He put his goddamn heart into that fucking URL. You do not, you do not slander oh, my no. man. You do not slander my man for being prepared. Uh, Alan, I didn't way to know Alan was going to read an entire fucking Instagram link on the podcast. I thought it was <laughs> oh, going to be like a real website. Do you, do you not know Alan? Oh, you have like never met Alan no, before. That's that's true. This is my fault. I've known I've known I've known Alan since 1998. You're right. This is my fault. <laughs> your fault yeah it's very funny though okay so send the link to me and i'll put it in the show notes i'm gonna send it to you guys now hang on i gotta figure out how this works all right while alan's figuring that out what's your honorable mention uh i'll say coffee golf as well that's just been delightful 
and frustrating every morning when I play it. Um, also, okay, I guess if we're going to do like reels, I'm going to like throw TikTok stuff in there. Um, there is a TikTok channel I follow and it is um, chiropractic. It's a, you know, like a you know, king of cracks, like chiropractic video, but it's for dogs. This German guy who speaks no English is just, it's just video after video of him like brutalizing these little dogs like cracking their necks and backs the dogs have no idea what's going on they look so confused and so uncomfortable and bewildered and he's just like oh yeah he's just low key torturing these poor dogs dogs died bro they hated every second that is the most problematic i've never seen anything like that that is the most problematic shit we look it up it's so funny those dogs are dying and some of them just like look at die like they don't know what's going on some of them get like real aggressive with him and like growl at him oh dude you know there's gonna be a video yeah man there's a video dogs they don't know what chiropractors are (laughs) you know there's a video coming where he does like a pit bull just gets mauled to death like it's so coming Good, good. That I am mad. That guy has more money than me. Good. Oh man. Oh no, he dude. Makes... He, no, you you watch the video. He he looks like he may just be a homeless man doing this. Like yeah, it's, there's I'm no video quality or anything. It's just a dude doing it. Also, I'll throw another. One. There's another one. It's another uh, like backcracking video. And they did a clip of it on your mom's house, but uh, it's like this. Another one is like bro, like chiropractic dudes, and like he's adjusting this like 85, 90 year old woman, and like he cracks her back like three or four times, and she's just screaming in pain. And he's just like, ah, shut up. Why are you laughing? I don't, see I don't see what's that's pretty fucked up. I don't, yeah, I don't, this is that's why I'm not on TikTok. I don't want to see this. This is shit. a bloodbath. This is why we call him bloodbath. Like that's again, true. we can't that's, be surprised. I'm true. gonna stop being surprised. This is blood bad it's shit. It's just this attitude. Like they're making like someone's it's a promotional <laughs> video. This woman you're, is just clearly in pain. She's like, ah, you're fine. Shut up. You're hurting my grandpa. <laughs> it looks like uh, it's like Ben Stiller and uh Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> you're in my world now. Oh, your back hurts? Well, now your neck's gonna hurt, because you just pulled a watch out now that he cracks the neck. Uh, All right. on that note, let's get into our Uh, community top threes for this episode. All right, and I'll get us started with Randall, uh, who's a patron. Thank you, Randall. Randall's number three is Neil Newborn's acting. Does anyone know who Neil Newborn is? Nope. I do not. Neil Newborn uh, is known for... Oh, he's a a voice actor in video games from Detroit Become Human, Resident Evil Village, and then he was a Starian in Baldur's Gate 3, Aaron, so him. Uh, I love that guy. A Starian's great in Baldur's Gate 3. All right, Randall, you, uh, you you had me there for a second, but you're cool. Number two, Blood Omen, which is an album by The Raven Age. And number one, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, which I'm really excited to play. Hopefully it'll be on my list next year. Uh, Next up, we have Snack Taku, a patron. 
they didn't put a number three, so I'm going to throw out another one of my honorable mentions, which is Tosh Show, Daniel Tosh's new podcast. Oh, Very dude, funny. it's so funny. I love it. it, it it's, it's a good podcast. Uh, number two is Scavenger Rain from TV, and number one is Across the Spiders. I haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse. Almost guaranteed it's really fucking good, but same. Uh, the first Not one was thing. great. Yeah. Next up is Charlie, a patron of our lovely podcast. Number three is small text. Number three is Triggerland by the Bayo String Quartet. An hour-long crossover string quartet and heavy metal fusion narrative music video featuring a quote, fictional gun creation myth, end quote, composed and directed by <laughs> Sean Newcomb. I got Great a, last name. Excellent last name. Not spelled the way you think, um, but <laughs> still. Anyway, that's number three. Number two, Asteroid City, which is a lot easier for me. Asteroid City. I at least can understand what's going on. I know all those no, words. <laughs> it's number number one, The Bear Season 2. I don't know what that is. Num- honorable mention, iBlock. Oh, the yeah, iBlock. I, did, I didn't delete that from like four podcasts ago. But I was like, what? They, that's a good, I swear there was an iBlock before. Charlie does love the iBlock. Um, yeah. the bear I haven't watched. It's a, it's a drama about a guy who inherits a restaurant, I think, but it's also one of those shows where like it starts out fine by the end of season one, like everything is the most stressful shit possible. And then every subsequent episode gets more and more stressful. You know, it's one of them. So I haven't watched it. I, I, I do want to watch it. A lot of people say it's really good. I, I probably, oh, yeah. that'll probably be the next show I watch. So for real. Does the bear own the restaurant then? It yes, is a bear. It's, it's, yeah. It is an actual bear. Uh, may okay. or may not be on cocaine. Okay. Well, he's a chef, so he's on cocaine. Let's That's, we can make yeah, we can make yeah. that assumption. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Next up, you have Chris N, a Patreon. Number three, Tears of the Kingdom. Number two, Blasphemous Part Two. Number one, Sea of Stars. And honorable mention, the Barbie movie, which I heard was really good. I haven't seen it. Barbie Same. was good. I saw it. It was funny. That was one of the movies you saw this year. Yeah, one of the four movies I, I went to the theater and saw. Barbie was awesome. Very funny. On HBO oh, Max, really it's on HBO Max now. If any of you guys have it, you can use mine if you don't, but I'm probably going to watch it here before it goes off of there. I've heard nothing but good things, too. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's very funny. Next up, we have Nick, who's a patron from Friday Night Gamecast. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Nick's got a bit of a, a joke list, but uh, Nick, the joke is on you, my friend. Everything you say on a top three podcast or submit to the aforementioned a top three podcast is real. So, Holds up in court. Yeah. Yeah. Contract. Um, yep. This is a legally binding podcast. It's the only one of its type. Uh, Nick's number three, Skull Island Rise of Kong, which is a terrible video game. Number two, Lord of the Rings Gollum, which was another terrible video game. And number one, The Day Before, which was, as you might guess, a terrible video game. Nick, I I hope you enjoy the rest of your life with your favorite games, buddy. That's all I'm going to associate you with from here on out. Honestly, you're always going to be 
the Lord of the Rings Gollum person to me. Uh, <laughs> what I will say is I saw this list ahead of time and I, I was actually really excited to play that Gollum game until it came out and everybody shitted on it like really hardcore. But I saw this list. I was like, damn, Nick was the only guy who's the <laughs> only person that liked that game. That's funny. Uh, what's fucked up is uh, <laughs> Nick came on Tales from the Backlog with me to talk about Redfall, which is another one of the worst games from 2023. Uh, so Nick just, uh, my man has a type. <laughs> yeah, fit of paid. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next up, we have Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, a uh, friend of the show, former guest, a patron of the Fun and Games podcast. Uh, their number three is Barbie. Uh, doesn't say the movie, so I'm going to assume they got a new Barbie. Number two is Where the Light Goes by Matchbox 20, which I actually would... Li- I forgot Matchbox 20 had an album come out this year. I would like to do that. And number one is Alan Wake 2, which I'm not into the Alan Wake series. I haven't played them, but at this point, people talk about it so much, I feel like I should give it a shot. I hear they're like really good like narrative horror adventures. Yeah. Bloodbath, did you hear the new Matchbox 20 album? No, I did not. I didn't know that there was one. I'll check it out, though. Yeah, dude. I got one eye on you. One <laughs> eye on Rob Thomas. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying so bad. That's my headshot. Dave, did you listen to it? Was it good? <laughs> no, I didn't either, but maybe yeah. I should. It's on Matt's yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a reasonable person. Oh. <laughs> He's chopping oh, to I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay. Alan's making Next egg up. rolls. <laughs> Next up is Jeff, formerly Jerf, longtime listener, occasional participant, and patron of the podcast. Number three is Gen B, which I looked up because, you know, Jerf, right? And uh, it's apparently a spinoff of The Boys. Oh, I guess. Right. oh, okay. is it the cartoon, right? Oh, I I didn't get that. No, it looks like it's live action. <laughs> looks like no, it's live the, action. There's like a cartoon version of the boys that I saw a clip of that was nuts. I'll shut up. Keep going. This is probably not that because this isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the caption is the lives of hormonal competitive superheroes as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test. <laughs> Oh my, Jerf. What are we watching? Um, anyway, Gem V, number three. Number two, The Bear, which again is about a bear that runs a restaurant. Correct. Perhaps on cocaine. And number one is 60 songs that explain the 90s, which I'm to understand is a podcast. And what they do on this podcast is they explain the 90s using 60 songs. Um, Got a, like got a lot. lot of nerve putting a different <laughs> podcast on your top three, Jerf. It's really weird, Jerf. Hey, listen, Jerf, if you give us an extra $20 a month, I'll talk about Matchbox 20 all day. You don't got to go there <laughs> to talk about 90s music, dude. <laughs> uh, from, uh, from this point forward, a top three podcast is pivoting to exclusively Matchbox 20 podcast or uh, content. All right. Next up, we have Adam, a.k.a. Desba. Number three, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which is a TV show. Number two, Godzilla Minus One, which is a movie. And number one, Intention by Watsky, which is an album. 
I've not heard of that one. Fist bump for Godzilla, Adam. Uh, next up is Joe Decahedron. Joe Decahedron's number three is Dimension 20 colon Burrow's End. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a D&D thing. Uh, Loki season two is their number two, which I heard is cool if you're into the Loki show. And number one, Joe Decahedron has exquisite taste because their number one is Baldur's Gate 3. Good, good list. I don't know what two and three are. Uh, next up, we have Craig. Uh, Craig's number three is a couple of nights ago when Donald Trump went to that UFC fight and everybody was cheering for him. Uh, <laughs> number two is any war going on in the world right now. Jesus Christ, Craig, chill out. Up, Craig. <laughs> weird. And, and Craig's <laughs> number one was uh, your 2023 Baltimore Orioles. So. I like I like your number one, Craig, but the other two, I'm like, chill out, dude. We're trying to get monetized. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and finally, we have Ratboy, <laughs> whose number three is The Last of Us, which I think is a video game and a TV show. That's correct. I think he's talking about the TV show. Uh, okay. Um, number two is Ellie De La Cruz's first. Homer, only the first one. Didn't like any of the other ones. Me neither, Rat Boy. Uh, number one, when Benson hit that walk-off homer against the Dodgers and threw his bat. I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm going to assume it was great. Fill me in, anybody? He's talking about, who's that guy that did that Super Size Me movie? Isn't his last name Benson? Or, no, I the guy, no. Doug Benson? That's got to oh, be Oh, the comedian? Yeah, super size. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super size. Yeah, super he hit a home run he against the... the Dodgers and threw his bat. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I thought he was talking about former Bears running back Cedric Benson. That's my bad. <laughs> oh, he probably was. <laughs> uh, in his honorable mention, um, that one time that Aaron told us that Josh put on iron and wine at a Halloween party. What is <laughs> what iron and wine song? Did you I, put I, on? I was making it up like uh, we had a Halloween party over here and Josh was like, I'm going to take over the ox and just played the worst music for two and a half straight hours. <laughs> and people were like, Josh, you should put on party music. And he's like, uh, we're only halfway through Iron and Wine's third album or whatever. You just played a bunch <laughs> of really terrible party music and everybody was looking at it weird. It's a Halloween party. We want to listen to the monster. Now, now the reality <laughs> it, is it was I bad play very very bad i played nothing but 90s hip-hop and everybody was enjoying themselves and the one girl that aaron really wanted to talk to consistently was like this guy is playing bangers and i'm like i don't know what to tell you aaron sorry i'm just gonna say that josh has a i wasn't there for that so and i want to point out that josh has a repeated history of fucking lying all the time about things that happened. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and assume that it didn't happen. And I'm going to speak from everybody I was talking to at the party who was like, what's up with this weird playlist? So okay. you don't get the ox anymore, Bloodbath. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, we just like want to listen to Thriller and uh, yeah. just playing like a tribe called Iron Quest Seasides. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> All right, well, Bloodbath isn't going to defend himself any further, so I'm inclined to believe that Ratboy and Aaron are telling the truth. So thank you, everybody who wrote in with your uh, top threes. We appreciate you as always. 
If you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, uh, I would like it if uh, the boys read my top three on the show and or commented on it, uh, you can do so. Probably the best place to do it is to join the Discord server where um, all of these responses came from because I forgot to post this on Facebook and Instagram this week. So you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. But like I said, sometimes I forget to post the topics. The Discord server is the only guaranteed place. Next time, we do have a really fun topic that I we already have uh, planned. By the time you hear this, uh, it might be too late. So yeah, that really, uh, the train went off the tracks there. Uh, it's, it's, it's too late to submit for that, most likely. But where I'm really going with that is if you want to guarantee uh, that you can submit your top three, join the Discord server, join the community of uh, very cool people. I always say it's a very nice group of people, and it's only that way because Aaron's only there sometimes, and Alan and Bloodbath are never there. So, uh, yeah, good place to hang out. You know, you got to find cool You're places welcome. to hang out online. That's right. Aaron pops in every now and then to uh, to say something, and then people respond to him, but he's long gone. So it, it's cool. Uh, yeah, Discord. You can also follow us again on Facebook and Instagram where we post the topics, we post our episodes, you can tell us about our lists. And yeah, that is, uh, that's all for this one. Thank you everybody for listening. Next time we've got top three fictional dogs, dogs from fiction that we're going to, uh, to do next time. I'm looking forward to that. A lot of good dogs out there. Does that include people that are pretending to be dogs? Are they a dog? Are they legally a dog? No, I, I, I mean, no. What was that show like, with Elijah Wood with the guy in the dog costume? Yeah. Um, Wilfred? Motherfucker, that was one of my answers, dude. Shut up. Wilfred. Good well, show. Dude, in, in show. two weeks, no one's going to remember anything anyway. Don't worry. Yeah, we only got like six patrons. They don't... <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. All right. So, fictional dogs coming up next time. See you later, Totally everybody. not Wilfred. <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> i hate that dog that will never be on my list i swear bye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>